On this episode of the Auto Winbacks, we talk about Dave Ziegler no-selling whoever the next Raiders quarterback might be. Marcus Johnson from the Tape Don't Lie podcast joins us to talk all things Raiders offense and exactly what we can expect from the next Raiders quarterback. And we love when you subscribe, rate, and comment on whatever platform you're listening on. All right, here we go. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into nightmares. Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto, let's have some fun today. This is the first full week that we've had since August of last year. That was completely and utterly NFL-less. No NFL this last weekend. No NFL this week. And uh, have to come to re- come to grips. Good shaky. Way. I'm getting shaky <laughs> for a while. We always wonder why. Like, why do we give us such a shit about the combine? Why do we care so much about the trade deadlines? Because when there's no football, you're just like, give me a football like substance. I need my right? fix. Like you don't have you don't have good cocaine. All right, just give me dirt crack I fell on the floor. You know what I mean? Like, just give me something. Shit, I'm good. And the and the NFL just plays as like like a marionette. Just yeah. like oh yeah, we'll give you here's a football like substance. You're gonna go you're gonna go nuts to watch a bunch of 22 year olds in tights run 40s, but you guys right. are not gonna have. But it works. So that means question of the day: What did you do with this first weekend without NFL football? Did you did you watch any XFL? I did. It wasn't bad. I was pleasantly surprised. I'm I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I wish I they, I wish they made the rules more different. They have, okay, different kickoff, stuff like that. But I, So I was watching um, a buddy of mine posted the highlight video of my junior year of high school football. Like he had it on VHS, put it on Facebook, and I was watching it. And there, were, there was a wedge. There was a wedge buster. There was horse collar tackles. There was ear holes. I was like, I miss that football. Like, I don't need. Yeah, I don't need. I understand why we don't have 1960s like choke slamming dudes, like face mask. Like I, I understand. Okay, I don't. I don't. I don't have to have that football. The Deacon Jones head slap, dude. Just the the full on like our DBs would just like jump in the air, grab their helmet, and fall. Like they did like a, a like an upside like a right side up DDT. Yeah. It was like totally illegal, right? I don't need that. Just give me the football that I played in high school. Mm. That's what I miss. I will say this, though. I do like the three-point conversion. Mm. I do like the fourth and 15 instead of the onside kick. Yep. And I do like that rule that if the ball goes out of bounds within the 35, the ball goes to the 35-yard line. Mm. So that, that creates more returns. I understand. I mean, I like it. What'd you do? All right. So in my infinite wisdom. Okay. I like where this is going. I, I'm seeing this very lovely young lady. Okay. And uh, we're like, okay, I, I, I picked this up somewhere. I don't know where it was. But we get a fishbowl and then we put ideas in the fishbowl, right? So one color is like dinner ideas. One color is like dessert or like sweets, like little, little ideas. And mm. one color is like Anal. Or on dates. Oh, right? that's what I meant. Romance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I said this, I'm saying the same thing. 
So I picked one out, right? And it, I didn't know where the hell it was. I don't know what the hell it was. It was so it was one of hers. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so excited and blah, blah, blah. This and that, and that, okay, fine. It was this place called Polar Playground, right? And they make cotton candy figures, like like caricatures, characters, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're watching it, you could see it right now. She got some fucking Hello Kitty, not Hello Kitty, but like some Hello Kitty-ish character. That whole thing that you're seeing, except for the stick, everything else is edible. It's all cotton candy. That thing is as big as your chick's torso and head. Yes, it's huge. It was 20 fucking dollars, okay, for that. <laughs> Number one. Number two, I was in line for almost four hours. Come again? Yes. We got in line. No, it was about four, three and a half hours. We got in line. We were just after 12. And I thought, okay, it's going to be a line, whatever. No, they didn't open until one. And we were in line at just after noon. And we're, we're already like 40 people, 50 people deep. I'm like, what the hell? You waited four hours in line for cotton candy. I didn't even get it. I, have, I didn't even get that. I didn't want it. I'm not going to spend 20 bucks for that. You waited four hours in line, bro. This this is the this is what I'm talking about. This is my hell. I know, and and the problem is is she put this with the wrong color. This uh-huh. is not just fucking dessert. This is a full on date. Four hours. Like I've had dates where I've fucked and I got I've been back home showered and watching TV in less than four hours. Okay. At so this I'm, point. You should have either dropped down on one knee and proposed because you love her so much you put yourself through hell or dumped her right that second for putting you through that hell. There's really no more middle ground right now. It's either I'm put a ring on it I wasn't looking or kick for it to the replacement curb. in line. Dude. Four I, hours to get that. Yeah. We got in We got in line just after noon and okay, we I'm were changing. out of there at I'm like changing the, the question of the day. Huh? What's that? I'm changing the question of the day. Why? What are you going to change it to? Is Soto a dumbass? No, get out of here. Four hours in line? Yeah, it was bad, dude. It was really bad. Wow. I will say this, though. I was wearing um, slides, right? Like sandals, like, you know, soccer sandals type things. But they were made by Crocs, right? And my feet Mm. felt pretty damn good. I wasn't like, yeah. Dude, okay, look. I was so upset. So I'm like, okay, what am I going to order? I don't want one of these cotton candy things. Let me get a Sunday, right? And they had a PBBJ Sunday. So peanut butter, banana, and jelly Sunday. Okay. Like, cool. That sounds good. All the stuff I like, I'll go for it. And I ate it and it was severely underwhelming. You had the worst weekend ever. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It's amazing bad. your brains aren't splattered on your wall right now. Well, I'll tell you what she did do for me, though. Um, good. Is it graphic? Tuesday, she came when I was at work. She came to my place and she worked, she works from home. So she worked from my place mm-hmm. and she cooked me a Thanksgiving dinner, like full on turkey spread, everything. Did so it when take I her got, four hours? It took her about four hours to cook, yeah, to cook the turkey. Yeah. So we were very even. So I got <laughs> home and I have like all this turkey. It was a small turkey that we got because, you know, like you spend this much and you get the turkey for like almost free, right? Okay, great. So we had an extra turkey that it was just sitting in my in my freezer. So I had thawed it out and I'm like, okay, I'll cook it. And she's like, oh, I can do it for you on Tuesday. I said, fine, you do it. And she did it. So I got food for like two weeks. I married my high school sweetheart. I have a three-year-old daughter and there still isn't a bitch on earth. I'd wait four hours in line. Bro, I didn't know. 
I didn't know it was going to take that long. I had no clue. After 45 minutes, you're like, okay, let's get out of here. No, this is I can't do it. I can't do that. Okay. I can't do that. Question of the day. Put it down in the comments section. What did you do this weekend without football or is Soto a dumbass? Come on. Those are the options. So, um, old Davey Ziegler doing some media rounds. Went on busting with the boys with playoff Willie. Yeah. As we call him. Now, we should have saw this coming. He said almost nothing in a one-hour interview. Like There were some kind of cool stories about like his thought process and how he came up. Like if you, if you care about Dave Ziegler, the human being, you'd probably really enjoy it. If you don't give a shit about him as a man and you just want to know what the plan is this season, we got almost nothing, which I guess... Industry standard. It's not partly just, that's partly how it should be, right? If he went out straight up and was like, "Okay, we're going to trade up to number three, and we're going to get CJ Stroud," like gave away the plan. He'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing, right?" Um, you know, at least give us something, right? Keep us satiated a little bit. He gave almost nothing except he said one thing, literally only one thing on the interview that we can actually have, take anything from and learn about. Talk about the quarterback. We're charged. We're in charge of filling the most important position on the team. There's some pressure that comes along with that. And however we fill it, it doesn't mean we're going to have an immediate answer this year. I believe we're going to win here. I believe we're going to build something that's coming to, to compete for championships and get us where we want to go. I'm not going to do anything and divert from that because I'm scared of something to try to buy two more years because I do this or that. That's not how I'm wired. I'm not going to go down like that. But most importantly, it doesn't mean we're going to have an immediate answer this year at the most important position in all of sports your starting quarterback in the nfl so when you read that what was your take it's just like the rest of the interview he's not saying anything you know well if he's if he's like well you know we really need to fill that position right now and we got to find somebody to come in and win right now okay well then now he's tipping his hand mm -hmm. if he says well we're not necessarily going to have you know that doesn't mean we're going to have an immediate answer He's still leaving it kind of like back and forth. Okay, are we going to trade up? Are we going to sign a veteran? Are we going to have a bridge quarterback? Like, I mean, so he's still keeping it. That's how I took it. Because it, 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 that falls in line with the rest of the interview. It sounds, but it sounds like he's planting a be ready to disappointed, be, be ready to be disappointed seed in your head, right? Where it's like, That doesn't mean we're going to have an immediate answer this year. Well, don't you want whoever it's going to be to be the immediate answer? Right? Like, don't you want whoever, whoever you have to feel like this is your team and, and you're, we, we believe in you and you're going to take us where we're going to go, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or a rookie or Stidham or whatever it may be. Like, you should be like, yeah, like we believe in this guy and we're going to go. And instead, it's just like, yeah, you may not be the answer. Whoever we get may not be the answer. Well, yeah, I mean, because the thing is, is we don't know what his plan is. Like he said, I have, I, we have a plan. We're not going to deviate from the plan because we're afraid to get fired. Yeah. We know what we need to do to build a team the right way. So what, does that mean reaching for a quarterback in the first round? No, because if the quarterback is not there, are you going to scramble? Are you then going to overdraft mm -hmm. and draft a quarterback too high because you're going to be in scramble mode? No. Yeah. So in that case, yeah, you, you get a bridge quarterback or are you going to, Trade a bunch of picks and and you know mortgage the future for the right now when you necessarily don't have the pieces that you need to win right now. 
or are you going to build slow? I mean, that's the thing is we're looking at from the eyes of we need to win right now. And if that's the problem that I see with that mentality is we've been doing the Band-Aid duct tape thing for too long. We need to have a long-term plan and we need to have somebody who's not afraid to stick to his guns. Yeah, I, uh, I'm with you there. But it sounds like he's like, all right, be ready for quarterback purgatory. Or Again, at least, at least have that in you, your mind. You keep saying that, RJ, and it's not that. We, I, I believe fully that we've been in quarterback purgatory. That we thought that's because you haven't been in quarterback purgatory. That you think Derek Carr is quarterback purgatory. The I'm Jets a, have been in quarterback I, I, purgatory. I, I've been a Raider fan longer than you have. I know about quarterback purgatory. Well, clearly you forgot about it. No, no, yes. because the, look, purgatory is what you make of it. If you think having a quarterback that you can look at, this is my starting quarterback every single year. He's going to be here every single game, regardless of how good or not good he is. I can look at this guy as my quarterback. If you can see that, consider that not being quarterback purgatory, fine. But on the other end of that same coin on the side is, if you look at a quarterback that you don't feel that you can win with, that you don't feel that can get you consistently to where you want to go to be the type of franchise that you want to be, then that's quarterback purgatory because you're looking at him thinking that he's going to be something different than he he's shown you he was. So there's two sides of that. Um, and I'm encouraged by the fact, the one thing I took from this interview was sticking to my guns. I have a plan. I'm going to put, put my plan in place. This is what I want to do, and I'm not going to deviate from it. I know what I want to do to build, a, to build this. Because he said also in the interview, we want to be like, the Green Bay's and the and the the, the Pittsburghs and the the Ravens and, and the and and the Patriots, where every year they're in it, every year they're good, mm -hmm. right? For a long time, it's not just a flash in the pan. We're going to be good this year, and then we're gone. It's I want this to be a long term thing. I want to build this long term, and that's how GMs think. Now, head coaches think a little bit different because they're a little bit more on the hot seat. But I, I, I do. I am. I was very encouraged by that part of it, and that, it makes sense. Like I'm not going to mortgage my future, or I'm not going to cut myself short by reaching for a quarterback that I'm not sold on just because, you know, he's the best option available right now. Like, okay, if we have to go with the bridge, we go with the bridge. And but this is for the long term. It sounds to me, and again, like we're, we we both need to acknowledge how little he's saying and maybe we're like over analyzing it a little bit but i think I, I couldn't help but think to myself this is what i would say if we don't win again and i'm trying to save my job is uh, we're building for the future like maybe we don't have an immediate answer but we have a plan we're building for the future that's why we lost two seasons in a row like i can't help but hear the used car salesman pitch of someone trying to keep their job I get it, and again, if you're looking from the perspective of, because I, I know you don't like Dave Ziegler, I think you, I, I, I know that he, you think he has yet to prove his medal yet, right? I think it's fair I mean, to say he's he's had one season as a GM with an overrated roster, I think, as far as how it's constructed, it's severely stripped of any type of talent defensively. We have like one or two players that you can build upon, and yeah, the only good ones he inherited, the ones he picked up. Have you ever been drastically overpaid or didn't? Well, I mean, again, again, right? you're 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 looking right? at you, uh, why are you going to overspend on on guys when maybe there's not the ones available? You're going to need to build slow. You need to get the right people in there. Again, you, you know, if, if you're looking at it from that perspective that he sucks, yeah, I can see where you think that. I'm look. I'm I, I'm still being patient. 
I'm not saying he's the greatest. I'm not I, saying he's. I'm sucks. not saying get rid of him, right? I, 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 I can't I, argue. I, but, the, but the problem is, the problem is, is the mindset that you have going into the perspective that you're looking at him. If you're having the mindset, oh, he ain't shown me shit yet. Okay, which, well, which I is mean, true. Okay, I understand what you're saying, RJ, but that's a negative perspective already. Because it's been ne- negative results. Like I don't know how else we're supposed to look. I mean, we can, we can like look. The most optimistic way to look at Dave Ziegler is that he's in his second year. There wasn't a lot of like the cupboards were pretty bare in a lot of places, and he's still figuring out how to do his job as a first-time GM. That's the most optimistic way to look at it. Well, no, okay, okay. again, that, that last part was still a little bit negative. Because it's true. Well, no, not necessarily. <laughs> what, what, what if he has a plan already, and he and this is part. This I'm not going to deviate from my plan. I'm not going to mortgage the future for right now when it's not going to be a long term fix. I want to build it well, the right way. If that's the case, then that means he's already deviated from the plan because clearly last season was we think we can win this season, right? Trading away two draft picks for Devontae Adams, signing Chandler. Again, Jones, I was just using that as an example. I don't know what his plan is. I don't know what his plan. I think maybe his plan would have been let's see what we can do with this roster now. And if we and the, when the, once they show us who they are, then we got to see what we have to do from there. Because his because his actions and his words don't jive. Right. Last season they went they 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 treated this this season like we can win this season. Right. Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones, etc. Right. Extending all these big expensive guys. Right. It was like we can win this season. Now it's uh, hitting the brake pedal. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're building for the future. Hold on. We, we, may, we may not have an exact answer right now at quarterback, but that's because we have a plan moving forward. And and rightfully so, since last season fell apart, it's time to pivot, right? So yeah, it's exactly in, in fairness, right? Like that that is what he should be doing is, okay, plan A didn't work. Let's work on plan B. But you see where I'm going. It's like, that means plan A's are like, no, there's no other way to look at it. Then plan A, they already fucked up. Right, like that's that's already been Again, done. That doesn't mean get rid of them. That doesn't I mean. I don't agree with that. Fucked up. I don't agree with fucked up. They went. Because, they went to win last season and won six games. That's a okay. Fuck look, up. here's the issue. No, it's not a fuck up because you're 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 you're, you're seeing. Okay, I mean, uh, all right. You, you're seeing what you have. You're seeing what you can do with what you have. Was it smoke and mirrors? Yeah, I told you that from the very fucking beginning. It was smoke and mirrors. There's no way we should have made the playoffs, and we did. We had a very like, – if you would have played that season over again 50 times, I don't think we would have made the playoffs more than three or four times. It's fucking crazy. We did, we did this time. I, I understand what you're saying, RJ, but you're not thinking long-term. You're not thinking – you're thinking, okay, you're thinking we should get better every year no matter what. Every player should get better every year no matter what. And that's not the case, man. There's a lot no, of No, I'm not saying that. that I'm saying we shouldn't drop from 10, 10 wins to six. When, you, when, we, when we invested – a first round and a second round pick, big money defensive player that fell apart. That I'm not. I'm not, I'm not talking in absolutes. I'm saying they made moves you're to win are. last season. No, they are. made moves to win no, last season. What you're did. saying is you absolutely need to be the same or better every single year because you, we won ten games. We mm-hmm. needed to win at least ten. That's that's you, an absolute. I'm saying when you act like you're going to, when you trade away major assets, you sign expensive deals. That means you're going to try to parlay what you did last season. If they would have come in and said, look, we think last season's roster, just like you, smoke and mirrors. We think you guys got really, really lucky. We're going to have to kind of strip things down and start from scratch. They wouldn't have done all the moves they did last season. There's no way that you could do that coming in. There's no way. You had to You had to roll the dice again. You had to see what you had with those players. And it, it, it showed to be what it was. A lot of smoke and mirrors. We had some people that... You know, we thought would have maybe people that we thought were different 
and and they ended up showing you someone who they were that you didn't think they were. I, I am not willing to write off a 10-win season to a 6-win season as just like, well, we always sucked. You are what your I'm record is. I'm not saying that. I'm not you, saying that. I'm you saying are what your record is. A lot of things. A lot of things. Okay, then. Um, I, I, what? RJ, it's just amazing how you're so this way now, but previously, previously you were so about all the intangibles and all the excuses, and now you're not. It's just a, a no. complete night and day. No. I've always been this way, dude. No, like, you're not, team, dude. You're all about the excuses. For a coach, for a coach yes. Again, you, it's a mindset that you have to have. And your mindset is different depending on whether you like the person or whether you don't like the person. My mindset has been the same regardless. I get, I'm patient. I give it a chance. I let it let it grow. I let it let, let I'm it, saying let it give them both a chance, too. I'm, I'm saying... But you're shitting One. on them all the whole time on the way up. Because they've done shitty things. They've been shitty. It was a shitty season after an awesome season. Okay. Bad, bad uh, uh, free agent moves. Poor coaching. Poor play on almost every player. Like uh, almost, Minus a handful of players. Most of the team played worse last season than the season before that. If, if this is all think, bad things to acknowledge. You, and you won't even acknowledge it. If you think 2021 was an awesome season... I don't know what to tell you. I think Raider standards? Extremely, no, no, no. See, that's standards. the thing. That, that, that's like comparing Derek Carr to who we had previous. We, it's, 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 it's not logical. We shouldn't do it. We should compare him to who is playing now. And the problem is, is we're looking at, we're, we're comparing and we're moving the goalposts and we're changing it to fit a narrative that we want. What I'm saying is this. 2021 is not going to happen again. Because a lot of things fell into place when they shouldn't have. Our play wasn't good enough. A lot of shit should happen that should that 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 should have made us not win, but we did, and we came back to earth the next year. And I don't think that was any one person's fault. The results I, I, of the season anybody. stand for themselves. No matter how much you paint it, right? No matter how many mustaches you put on the Mona Lisa, right? Like the record right, is the man. record is the record. All right, and the moves that this that this. That this and you wanted to DM keep Derek Carr, and he was sixty three and seventy nine. Your record is the record. Why do you want to keep him? Why do you want to keep him? The Raiders were sixty three and seventy. Again, see that that's the thing is now you're moving the goalposts. Okay, I'm not moving fine. the goalposts. If you if you tie a quarterback's winning win and loss record, everybody does it because it is a huge okay. part of what's it. The, what's the Raiders' record the last nine seasons without Derek Carr? Do you know what it is? Not great. Zero and five. Zero and five without Derek Carr. Now, yeah, that, now are these starting caliber? Are these starting caliber quarterbacks that we're putting out there, or are these backups? Why are you making excuses, bro? Zero and five. Why are you making excuses? See, okay. oh, attaching a win loss record to a quarterback is stupid because it's not Raiders stupid. Aren't number one, I'm not going to let you talk to me like that. First off, it's not stupid because yeah. it, it, there's a lot to to put into the quarterback play. You want to absolve? I'm not saying I'm not putting it all on Derek Carr, but that's what people do. Because guess what? Good quarterbacks make the playoffs. Good quarterbacks on good teams make playoffs. And yeah, the quarterback's the most important position on the team. But if you attach win-loss to it and say, that's that's that quarterback, that's what they did. Oh, you, like, you, you, you could have put freaking Vince Lombardi on the freaking winless Browns and the winless Lions, and they're not going anywhere. You need to have players, too. You need to have something there. 
Yeah. And when you have a, a you true. have a ridiculously low talent on one side of the ball because the previous regime left you almost nothing, you're not going to build that back in a year, man. No, but you should get better. And the Raiders got worse. That, that, that's not necessarily true, man. Because if you're if you're if all you're looking at is to get better this year, yeah, you can spend a ton of money and fuck your fuck your future up. That's what they did. All, they spent a ton players. of money and trade away two draft picks to win this season, and they didn't. Right? That's what happened. All right, not to get rid of them, okay, but that's man. what happened. Okay, let's I get rid of nothing everybody but and start over. Okay. Uh, joining us now, really good friend of the show, uh, half of the tape. Don't lie, guys. I'm Marcus Johnson joins us next. This fucking what guy. up? Uh, <laughs> I love you guys. So you guys are funny. You're so <laughs> fucking cut back sometimes. I have to acknowledge when, when he's forced to acknowledge that we went from ten wins to six wins. <laughs> yeah, and that's all the coaches follow wasn't the fact that we had nobody fucking playing defense, and we had our all-world quarterback, according to you, play like fucking three-day-old stepped-on dog shit. Uh, the defense on paper was better this season than last season, and played worse. Whose fault is that? Yeah, we, uh, tell him, Marcus. Well, in four games where we had leads, we scored six points combined in the second half. We didn't move the ball past the 50 in another game. It's everything. It, it, it was everything, I tell you. That's, that's basically how I see. And when, when everything goes south, who's to blame? <laughs> it was everything. But you know what? We knew our defense wasn't great. We, we knew got worse. So, and we knew, and we, knew that, we knew that our offense had to carry our team. And when our offense scores six points in four games combined that we had leads in, that's the offense's fault. And we take a look, and Marcus has seen tape. I've seen tape. There was plays there to be made that our quarterback just wasn't making, plain and simple. I don't think that Derek Carr ever bought into Josh McDaniel's system. He wanted to do his thing. He wanted to do his thing because there was plays there to be made, and he was missing them. And he was freaking playing the Derek Carr game and freaking not, not wanting to take hits and giving up on plays. What am I saying that's wrong? I don't understand. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the missing thing is a little weird. I don't, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think he missed as many things as people try to say he did. Um, I, I think a lot of it was based on timing and just asking him to do shit that he's just not good at. Because so <laughs> a lot of it was that I think a lot of it is asking like him to stand do, in the pocket, like, uh, well, you know, like, like, like scramble with things. your eyes down I, the field. I, I, I guess it's like this. I mean, Gruden didn't ask him to do those things that Josh McDaniels asked him to do. And Gruden, he did a lot better. Gruden. That's, let's just say, let's just say that. I mean, we can, we can all agree. Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr is not a marriage that works. No matter who you want to blame it on. We can all agree that, that, that marriage should be a null. Immediately. Yeah. Not, okay, you're sleeping yeah. on the couch. Not, okay, I'm going to live with my mother-in-law for a week. It's, no. Move to different countries. Yeah, they're done that. Far away from it each other. If never you have works. kids together, send them off to an, adult, to an orphanage. Yeah, no. Don't send them off together. Just fucking burn the whole thing. And, and, know, and know it. Everything. Send, um, send apology cards to everyone at the wedding. Whoever was the officiant for the wedding, execute that person publicly. Like, all those things. That's what that marriage is. Uh, you you uh, come to a hornet's nest, Marcus. I promise. Yeah. We're normally on we're actually yeah, on worse behavior. is Mr. Excuses when it comes we're, to car. But we're, on, when it we're comes normally to on better behavior when you're like, yeah, 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 gets into his feelings really easy. Uh, <laughs> dude, it's, oh, you're such an asshole, dude. Fuck. You get really into your feelings. Like, just no, dude. So you're, scroll just through your Twitter. Time, you were ex Mr. Excuses. Scroll, scroll and I appreciate patience, man. I, pre I was patient with Carr for six plus years. I'm saying don't move on from Ziegler McDaniel. Yeah, now. but you're shitting on him the entire time. They've done nothing but shit the entire time. Oh, God, dude. Okay. Yes, no. Okay. 
I was All just right. shitting on car the entire time. I was like, be patient. We got to do this. We got to do that. All right, man. Whatever. Let's fucking do this shit. <laughs> God damn, man. Let's um, do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. I, I, I'm, I'm going to leave all this yeah. in, by the way. This was too much fun. This is like, this this the B-roll right. on the end. The B-roll yeah, on is, the end. This is, this is making it to the actual film. Not God the damn, man. Uh, in all seriousness. <laughs> hmm my, the, I, I would say the tape don't oh, lie, yeah, guys. I, I love going on this show, guys. I, <laughs> I, I, go to, I go to YouTube more than anyone else. And we got some great friends, some great content creators. Sanjeet's a great friend of ours. There's some great guys out there. But when it comes to analyzing tape and getting like football knowledge in my brain, I go to YouTube at Tape Don't Lie. I really appreciate your guys' work. Um, let's, uh, let's, start, well, let's start with quarterback, right? Let's, yeah. uh, for the first time in nine years, we have no idea who our next quarterback is going to be. Um, and because it's the Raiders and because that's how the quarterback carousel goes, you time those two together. And we've heard everything from Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers to uh, Jared Stidham coming in. Do they, you know, do they have all these guys in, as rookie quarterbacks coming in? Like McGloy's warming up. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, Soto's already like working, um, you know, throw, throwing balls into a, a rubber tire in his backyard. <laughs> like, like, got a shot now. What, what, what are you? What are you looking for? And I know this is like a very vague and general one. We'll go into the specifics okay. of the, the possible quarterbacks, but like, okay, what are you? What would you like to see? Not what you think McDaniel's or Ziel are going to do. What would you like to see the Raiders do realistically for their QB one next season? I, I would like for them to go young at this point. I think they yep. should go young. Um, I mean, we need to rip the bandaid off at this point. I mean, it, we have to find a young quarterback eventually, right? I mean, we could, mm -hmm. we could shuffle veterans our whole lives, veteran, 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 veteran. That's fine. But eventually we got to find a young quarterback that, that actually is a franchise quarterback. So I think we should start that process right now. I think this class is pretty good at the top in the first round. Um, it's not a bad class. Uh, it's not like a, you know, it's not like last year where you just had like Kenny Paid to kick Kenny Pickett or like Desmond Ritter and guys like that. There's some, uh, you know, some talent here. So they actually develop and become good quarterbacks. So I think I, I'd rather them do that than go to veteran route. I mean, if you're not, I mean, because we could keep a veteran bridge quarterback. I mean, we kind of had one. So they, they wanted to get rid of him. So I mean, I feel like we should just let's go young. Let's let's do that and let's just rip the band aid off and see what this guy's got. That's what I, that's my opinion. Um, but they got to keep Devontae Adams happy. So I think that might be in the back of their mind of what they want to do. But in my opinion, he could catch quarter, you know, catch passes from a young quarterback. So, yeah, I mean, I think all three of us are in complete agreement. It's like, all right, let's let's enough of the band aid shit. Let's get the quarterback of the future this season, right? Yeah. Um, what what does that look like to you? Is there do one? Do you uh, do you trust this regime? Like, let's say they want to trade up, right, and start giving up some some picks to like get their guy. Like they've hey, we've zeroed on our guy. We want him. Do you trust this regime to do that? Soto and I are both like, I kind of want to keep trading back because we have so many holes everywhere, especially on defense. Like, let's just get some bodies in there. And that's that's almost as important as getting the quarterback. Yeah, I think one thing Dave Zeller did uh, do good last year, I think he was able to have a good feeling of what everybody else in the draft was going to do. So he was able to move around and get guys that he really liked and kind of have an idea of where they're going to be picked. And I think with the quarterback – He's got to do some research. Do, I mean, am I going to be able to trade back and maybe get a guy that I actually like? Maybe the NFL is actually lower than somebody. Because, you know, a lot of this buzz comes from a lot of these scouts. Coaches haven't got involved and started just falling in love with the guy. You know, the, you know, the job interview hasn't happened yet, really, mm -hmm. to be honest. I mean, the job interview happens next week at the Combine. That's when these guys can try to do, wow somebody. They can change their whole outlook of the draft next week. I mean, it is a big factor into it. So, um, I mean, you got to have a feel. you got to have a good conversation with a lot of guys. I think Dave Ziegler does that really well 
well because if you have the opportunity to trade back and get more picks, the Raiders need that big time. They need more picks. They need some more young talent in here. And if they can do that, if they if like maybe the Panthers get a quarterback and they decide they want to take one, maybe they can go backwards past the Panthers and land a quarterback that they like if a guy falls because there's always a good chance that somebody's going to fall. I mean, the, the last time we had four quarterbacks going in the top 10, I mean, I think what – what, three of them are trash. So yeah. you, know, <laughs> you never know how these guys are at quarterbacks. You know, they, they, people say they like to take chances, but you know, you saw Justin Fields fall all the way to 11. That kind of shocked me. So, you know, it, it, you never know, but they have a good shot to kind of get somebody they like. I mean, if, you know, even Anthony Richardson, I think is somebody they could work with. I mean, Josh McDaniels likes guys that can move. So we'll see though. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the Jimmy Johnson route with the Cowboys he traded back. I think it was three of the first four rounds. He traded back. No, no more than seven picks, but he traded back like all the time. He was just piling up picks. And those four, five rounds, four, five, six, man, that builds up. That's a build you roster right there. And if you have yeah. holes of places, and what I'm looking for at quarterback, and let me know what you think about this, is I want something elite about this guy. Yeah. I think, uh-huh. I think we've had good enough for too long, you know? And like, look, I will say this now. Thank you to Derek Carr for what he's done for this team. He put it out there on the line every single freaking week. He was out there almost every single week. It's just that he's not elite at anything. I'm tired of intangibles. I want some I'm, I'm clipping the first two sentences you said about Carr and, and cutting out the rest. Perfect. <laughs> I want some tangibles, man. I want some I tangibles. It, I, I want elite arm. I want elite speed. I want elite accuracy. I want something elite because, look, to 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 brag so, about so, somebody's try to cut you off. So are you asking for at least like a elite trait, and maybe we can work? Because obviously everyone wants someone who's a ten, a ten out of ten on everything. Of course. But are you mm-hmm. saying you want you're willing to have a guy who's ten out of ten on two things, but maybe he could be a six on a lot of other things? Is that what you're saying? Yes, like because you traits? can work with you can work with that. You can yeah. work with that, right? And mm-hmm. and and the issue that I'm that I have with the intangibles thing is like you're 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 pushing up like oh he's such a great leader and he's you know great in the locker room like like the other quarterbacks aren't you know what I'm saying <laughs> it's like I want some tangibles I want that guy to be able to whip dude I watched Tate wow, CJ Stroud and his accuracy especially even on the move is mm-hmm. fucking scary man like he's yeah. he's fucking he like what do what do they say now the the new one is fit it in the into a teacup like he yeah. can do that shit and yeah, he had great receivers, but he still had to put them on these guys. And yeah, um, he's not afraid to overthrow balls. He's not afraid to let his arm loose. He can put it anywhere. And that's just you know one example. But I want elite something. And I think that if you have a, an elite something, like look at look at Justin Fields. He is an elite runner. Like this yeah. dude is huge. He's fast. He's not easily brought down. But if you have that, you can work on some of the other things passing wise. Because you have that strength and you have that way to attack a defense. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I, I think finding an elite prospect is important. And, you know, you, you also have to decide what is elite with them, too. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things why I really like Anthony Richardson because he has elite pocket presence, which oh, is, yeah. is which is rare, right? I mean, that is – and that's not tied. It's in, that's instinct. That means that he has great – football instincts inside of the pocket when you have elite pocket presence that means he feels things that people don't feel he's able to move in there and that's one of the things that why i really believe in him because you know no matter what i can't teach you pocket presence right i mean we we all watch Derek Carr. i mean you could it could get to a certain point where it gets better right but it's never gonna be like awesome it's never if some if it comes out and you're bad and anthony richardson doesn't have that problem that's gonna be something he can
can do day one. Right. He needs yeah. to be able to move around the pocket, move around really well. Like the accuracy, you can fix his mechanics, you can fix some other things, but his field vision and his pocket presence is, is you know, really, really well uh, up there. And, you know, same thing with like CJ Stroud. I, I think, see, I kind of disagree with you that with CJ Stroud. I don't think CJ Stroud does anything elite. I think he, everything he does is just really like, good. good to very good. Right. Yeah. And so, so like he, he kind of has that ceiling. Like, what is your ceiling? Like, how high are you going to be? Like, I really think he's like a Dak Prescott type of player um, in the NFL, which, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, Dak Prescott, he's going to get you, you know, you, you don't know. You know, you don't know if it's really the team or, or Dak Prescott or whatever, mm -hmm. but Dak Prescott mm -hmm. doesn't have that huge arm. You know what I'm saying? He's just yeah. – Dak Prescott gets very good at everything, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that's kind of why I feel CJ Stroud's going to be a little bit. But like an Anthony Richardson, I mean, you can talk about Will Levis too as a big arm, but his pocket presence kind of scares me. But – um. Yeah, he gets a little jumpy, dude, and he freaking yeah, really, yeah, fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One thing <laughs> Anthony Richardson is he can get a lot of pressure in the pocket, and the way he can flick the ball, it's like he's always looking downfield. He's like, it's like the more pressure he gets, the deeper he looks. And, yeah, and yeah. fairness to believe it's like he was playing in the SEC. Like, I, I it's kind of hard not to be running for your dude, life when you're in Kentucky. Suspect. And the, yeah. it's like, I, I, okay, like I, I kind of get it. You know what I mean? Like, not that, not that, you know, I'm not I'm saying you guys are wrong, but I can kind of get it. Uh, it's yeah. funny you brought up CJ Stroud like that because uh, I watched your guys' last video on your your last mock draft and you guys mm -hmm. drafted Stroud. Yeah. Um, so are you are you so like if he fell to the Raiders, you're like that's where you would go. Yeah, I, I, I really like that. I really like uh, his future. You know, it's, it's just you know back to uh, you know Soto's point. It's just how like what is his ceiling right but i know he's going to be good I, I i know that i know that's not going to be something that is going to be bothering me it's just like how high is he going to be like i know he has top 10 quarterback ability is he ever going to be top five quarterback is kind of the question but i know that's going to come in and, and and play right away and i know they're going to go safe if they had a choice if they had a choice right now because they want to save their jobs. I mean, they had a 6-11 season. Uh, you even heard Dave Ziegler talk about, you don't know if you're going to be here next year. They're going to try to be safe as possible. I, I, I don't, they could try to say whatever they want about, we don't know if our quarterback's going to be here in the future, whatever, whatever. I mean, you better find them quick because, you know, Mark yeah, Davis is very irritable. <laughs> he's an irritable guy. Uh, you know, there's a, <laughs> and he's just, he, he just listens to a lot of voices. He's got a lot of voices in his ear, man. You know, he's got a lot of voices. And it's a quick decision. It's not even like yeah. it's, it's impulsive. So they, don't, they, don't, they have to decide, uh, you know, what they want to do going forward. And I think a good young quarterback who probably can get this team to six wins again or seven wins again and maybe show some highlights of some future would keep them around for another season. So I think they uh, they, they have to make the right decision there. But I think CJ Stroud is a, is a good player because, I mean, he has an understanding of NFL concepts. He just got to speed up his process a little bit. Mm -hmm. That might take a little bit of time. But as I'm talking about, as the year goes along and he plays – I think it'll uh, he'll get better. It's, it's just you know, is he going to be the best of these quarterbacks for years from now? And that's what I don't know. But I really feel like they're going to go safe though in that area. You got to imagine McDaniel's and Ziegler are, are hoping that Mark Davis is happy since he's been in that Cirque du Soleil performer. It's like okay, he's calmed down a lot. Like, we're going to have this Cirque du Soleil Fine, performer bro. keep Mark Davis's finger off the ejection seat because he's curled up with a girl that can like. Put both her legs behind her back. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's called job security. Like, uh, <laughs> someone like someone like that with your boss. Yeah. I mean, talking about CJ Stroud, like <laughs> one thing that I noticed is he 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 second windows a lot of throws. Mm -hmm. Where it's like maybe the initial window is open, but he like like you said, he maybe he doesn't process the information that quickly, and mm -hmm. because he has such elite receivers that can that can get open more than once, they're so fast and big. He 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 had a lot of throws like. 
towards the sidelines when stuff over the middle was open. I mean, yeah. that's common with a lot of young quarterbacks too, though. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it can be. It can be. Um, I mean, yeah, his his field vision is a little bit. I would say sometimes it can be conservative a little bit. He, that's what I'm saying. He's more on the a little bit, but that's that's it's also the Ohio State offense. It's kind of just the way that it's run. Yeah. That's why you know you saw Justin Fields. I mean, he looked like a totally different quarterback as a rookie than he did the second year. It took him a while to kind of the speed of the NFL for him to get used to it and throw the ball a lot better. I mean, they they found a way to give him some confidence by running the football, but he was able to throw the ball a lot better this year too. His uh, his rookie year, he was terrible. And, you know, I, I didn't think he was able to even be as good as he was last year. So that kind of just shows how the Ohio State offense kind of puts these guys behind a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think CJ's going to be a little more advanced than, you know, Haskins or Fields when they were coming out. Uh, but it, it, it does I set think. him up. It, it, there's not a lot of middle of the field reads either, but it's also sets enough to be late, um, which I don't like. There's not a yeah, lot of hitting windows and stuff like that, too. Yeah, man. It's uh, it that maybe that's where I saw maybe like, I was maybe overrating his accuracy a little bit more. Yeah. But it maybe it's just because his guys were so wide open. He's he got seven seconds time. in the pocket. He gave him that time <laughs> to be, you know, you know what I'm saying? But man, I, yeah. I, yeah. I echo you, like what you say about Anthony Richardson, man. I've been on him from the beginning. I'm like, dude, I look at tape and I'm like, man, this guy's got a, a lot of stuff that you want to see, you know? And, yeah. and it's like, he can, he can fall into a, a you know, hey, Fucking Anthony Bar or Alex Bars screws up, and I make the tackle miss. Guess what? I have a big friggin' hole right here. Why not? I'd get twenty yards like that. Slide yeah. down and hey, guess what? First down. Let's go. Yeah, especially with Devontae Adams, man. That's why I would, you know, I would love Anthony Richardson, and I'd be ecstatic. But you know, if if the way they play coverages, right? I mean, you got to play too high coverages with, with Devontae Adams. I mean, the guys got to turn around. You know, the, the guys have their back turned. You know, you have to be able to start running, right? And and that's what you're going to have to – when you have that type of player like Devontae, you need a guy that can move like that a little bit, that can kind of, you know, make them Bring have them to in pay a little attention. Bit, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, make yeah, them have to yeah. pay attention, maybe get in some more one on one. So I think that's why Anthony Richardson will do well. And, you know, Anthony Richardson has a good deep ball. You know, we can talk about his accuracy for some reason. Like from one to five yards, he's terrible. I don't, I don't get it. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like he can't throw a screen pass, but he could nail a fifteen-yard dig. It's just weird like sunshine. Remember the Titans? <laughs> throw a forty-yard dart, but can't pitch the ball. <laughs> I can't make the pitch. It's like it's I can't so make weird. the pitch, Rev. <laughs> like, like, uh, like from the uh, uh, ten to twenty yards on PFF, he has a higher completion percentage than CJ Stroud does. But it's like one to five. It's like it's terrible. I don't understand it. I don't get what's his issue that is there, but. Um, I mean, he has a great deep ball right now. So, I mean, he, we at least be able to get that and some running ability if they did draft him. Yeah, I, I mean, I love the reason that BD gave for CJ Stroud dropping to the Raiders. And it's because there's never been two black quarterbacks drafted in the top 10. So we're like, we're all kind of rooting for the NFL to stay racist so we can get our guy. <laughs> You're like, no, 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 GMs. No, well, come on. You can't possibly draft two guys. No, no, no. No, it's no, they're not possible. Colts, no. what are you doing, guys? Come on, <laughs> what are you thinking? Come on, can we learn our lesson? <laughs> like, like praying for the NFL to be more racist so we get our guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. It's just, it's, it's, that was an interesting tidbit because I because I just looked it up because I mean it was, we're all assuming that CJ Stroud's going to go at four and you know the NFL's weird. I, I, weird I thought man. there's no way he'd fall to us, but like the more like you 
listen to you guys more st- read about it. It's like, let's not give up on it quite yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it could happen, man. Because because if Will Levis goes four, which is possible, because I'm talking about we're talking about intangibles. I mean, you're talking about the wrong. You're talking about the tangibles, man. That's what he that's what he does. He's the he's the I want to marry you. You know, have my have my uh, my kids marry you and all that stuff. He's gonna go in there. I I do. The, I'm in the community, you know, and he's gonna be that that just. Just, he's just so special, you know. There's something yeah. about him. There's something oh, about him. I, I like that guy. <laughs> I like, you know, I, I like him. That's that a great interview. Like he guy. oozes Gruden grinder, doesn't he? He kind of oh, oozes God. Gruden grinder. Yeah. 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 What, what did it say? Like he plays a quarterback, like a linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite I don't one. want that. I don't want that. No, no. He plays like a linebacker. He's just he just tough. Yeah, that yeah. guy wets his knee blown out. Let's not, let's not do that. Nothing about his ability to play quarterback though. It's nothing Please. that like that. Oh, and and that's why you see guys like him, you know, go to the Colts and stuff. So it, it would be interesting yeah. to see how that how this all falls apart, man. Because it's it's the draft, man. The draft is super yeah. early. You know, they're talking already talking stupid stuff about you know stupid shit about Jalen Carter, bro. I, I can't believe that shit. So right. Uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe it's 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 lying season, man. It's lying season. Everyone's lying on something, but like CJ Stroud would, I think, would be a good. I mean, you you can game plan with consistent, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't game plan inconsistent. You know what I'm saying? So if let's say he's not super elite at any one thing, but he's consistently good to really good at things, you know, yeah. you, can, you can build on that. You can you can win with that. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I agree, man. I, I I would not be mad at CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson if they drafted or picked one. Uh, I think we'll leave. You know, we'll leave us to scare me a little bit. I'm just be a little scared. Uh, you know, because you, you just have to have a great offensive line. I mean, that's just it's just he's just, he's so offensive line dependent. You mm-hmm. know, uh, and I don't know how you get away with that if we don't have one. It's it might get really ugly, right? Um, so that, that's that's, that's his problem. You could ruin a guy like that, yeah. young kid like that. So those are the those are the rookies. That's the draft. Is there a quarterback in free agency where you're like, okay, this guy's worth it for the price tag or potential trade? Like you got Aaron Rodgers going to cost everything and draft value, but he's Aaron fucking Rodgers. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo knows the system, but is he going to stay healthy? And how good is he? Uh, Jared Stidham, Soto, and I are both like we want him on this team, but he's more like, okay, maybe he helps a rookie along slash helps like quarterback battle maybe he starts early type of type of situation where are you at with like the free agents so the free agents is going to be interesting because i you know none of them are really you know long-term guys i mean we don't want jimmy Garoppolo long-term nobody wants that uh nobody wants uh you know jacoby Brissett long-term yeah. like no nobody really wants jerry stidham long-term to be honest so it's it's we we we're in a, in a tough place with veteran quarterbacks i mean aaron Rodgers is probably like the main option if you want to go veteran quarterback, but like, what do you have to give up to get Aaron Rodgers, right? And how long is I got to last? And you know, everything sounds like he's going to stay with the Packers. I mean, one guy I hope they don't go is like Ryan Tannehill, who's going to get released. God, that's a, that's no. a thing. That's a thing that's going to happen. Ryan Tannehill will get released. His, 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 he has no dead cap. You know, they don't. They really don't want him anymore there that much. So unless he kind of you know mess with his contract, he's getting cut. What if I could tell you, I like, meet you a quarterback who gets hurt every season, doesn't process the game well. And is over the hill, and it'll cost you twenty five million bucks. Does that sound like something to be interested in you? Because boy, do no. I have a quarterback for you. No, no, I do not no. like that. No, no, no. Because I, I always tell a story. I was on, uh, you know, I do some radio bits with uh, uh, Radio Nation Radio, and Vinny, uh, I can't even never say his last name, but Vinny from Las Vegas Review Journal said that talk about something about giving Jimmy Garoppolo sixty million guaranteed. And I what? was like, where did you hear that? And that was I was almost passed 60 out. Sixty million dollars or pesos? Canadian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fifty million Bitcoin. All right, we can talk. I don't know about that. Vinny Bassignori. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm going to have to hit Vinny up, dude. I don't know. Oh, about that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, what about sixty million guaranteed? I was like, oh, bro, for Jimmy G Ooh, for seven good. years. <laughs> I mean, seven seven years. Out, like, <laughs> did we get his firstborn too? Like, is that part of part of the deal? Like, I don't know, man. That's, uh, that's I don't know, man. I don't, I don't. Oh, Mark Davis gets his porn star girlfriend to go with the Cirque du Soleil, Soleil girl. Like, yeah, is man. it a package yeah, deal? I literally, like, I literally almost passed out. I passed. I was oh passed out God. on the radio. I was on the phone. I was like, <gasps> you know, hey, cool. Marcus, <laughs> did you get fooled by that by that tweet with his bald head? What? No. No. Did uh, you get Mark, Mark Davis? Someone photoshopped Mark, Mark Davis, Davis with a shaved head. Bald head. Oh no! For about for about thirty seconds, it got. I was like, they got the liver spots and everything. I I was like, ooh, that that did get me. I saw that shit. That did get me because he had the spots on the ball part too. I'm like, oh shit, that's real. (laughs) Oh my god! I was like, oh, it made me thinking. Like, does does Mark Davis have the most trademark hair in sports? I think so. He has as an owner. He's. I mean, he just he just doesn't look rich. I guess that's the thing with him. It's like baby Huey. His aces thing is funny. Like the pregnant girl, he could like cut some girl because she was pregnant. <laughs> Bro, he's he's just pushing that line, dude. That's what I said. Ziegler, you better not mess up, bro. He's impulsive. He might fire y'all week eight. <laughs> it sounds like he has he has all these different scenarios in that white fanny pack of his, and he's like, "What am I gonna do today?" Boom, fire Ziegler. He has a fishbowl. With items in it. He's just like, what are we going to oh, do today? Gosh, oh, no. oh, that's a terrible idea. I don't know why I did that. Maybe that's where Vinny got the $60 million number from, from Mark Davis. Mark oh, Davis is playing just like at Mad Libs at home. It's like, I want a quarterback that is named Jimmy Garoppolo, and I will give him $60 million. I, I am scared. I'm scared to get aside, Jimmy. I, I really am. I'm terrified because Josh McDaniels, he handpicked him, man, back in 2014 for the Patriots. That's like his guy. Yeah, it's like his, you know, and then you know he has oh, the track yeah. record. He has, he has the, he's forty and seventeen. You know, if they sign him, you know they're gonna say that like eight hundred times the whole offseason. He's forty and seventeen. Uh, so <laughs> I could have gone over five hundred with that team, dude. That freaking forty nine er team was stacked. Yeah, Brock Purdy's like eight no on that. Yeah, team. Like, yeah. Like, Brock Purdy's got a better record. If we're gonna, if we're gonna play that game, come on. You know what you're gonna do. So that's quarterback. Um, whoever we get is going to have some fucking toys to play with. Um, but how many of those toys do you think we're going to we're going to keep? So as a combination, Marcus, of like what they're going to cost and how they'll fit into systems. Maybe certain quarterbacks will need a certain guy more. But with Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs, we almost have to have a rookie quarterback to be able to afford yeah. all these guys. Um, what what's how do you view those four guys versus like? Who do we absolutely have to keep? Who can we get a lot for that we can affect? Like we can deal with that. Who's like a like? Are there guys that a rookie desperately is going to need? Maybe a veteran guy needs. Just kind of those four guys and how they relate to our quarterback situation. I mean, ideally, you would want to keep all of them. In my opinion, sure. I, I think right. you. I mean, Josh. I, I think if you know Josh Jacobs is probably kind of the one where yeah he he is the bell cow but you know running backs are there's such a dime a dozen man I, I i you know there's especially in this draft man i really well, feel like I, could, I, I could grab gibbs or something or, or something somebody like that and he can kind of get josh jacobs production and so that's kind of like that's the thought process you have with running backs right like i can get i can give him all this money but i could probably maybe find his production somewhere else so uh you know he, he did have a, he had a special year so i that's the guy that's going to be iffy. You know, this franchise tag has already started. I mean, we haven't they haven't applied it yet. 
uh, we're in that franchise tag period. You know, it's not a quick period. We haven't really heard any news on the front of what they're going to do, if, if they're going to do it. We haven't really heard any rumors about it. So it's going to be interesting to see if he hits free agency. Uh, but, you know, the other guy to watch is Darren Waller just because his snaps were, were getting taken away at the end of the year. And nobody, people, some people get mad at me when I say that, like, oh, they're getting to take away from Hunter Renfro, but I don't remember that. I mean, Foster Moreau was in that game, man. He was playing. <laughs> I never see Foster Moreau play that much the past three years when Darren Waller was healthy. So um, it, I think there might be something there too, where they might feel like they can, you know, find a different tight end that kind of fits what they want to do. And, you know, Darren Waller, you know, he loves his, his doing his podcast and doing his uh, Instagram stuff and, you know, shooting music videos. And I don't know if they like that that much either because, you know, it's during season. And uh, but that's kind of the guy that I'm watching too. Like I'm seeing, trying to see what happens with him, but, you know, they need the draft picks too. So if they're going to move somebody, they need to get some draft picks and him would get us at least a second and a third for sure. Yeah. I mean, they signed him last year to, to an extension, but it wasn't like an egregious extension. It, it was in line with what the other top tight ends made. So yeah. it wasn't like he broke the mold, you know, or anything like that. So yeah, I, I can definitely see that. What do you, what do you think about Hunter, man? I, I don't know. 15 million for a slot receiver. See, see, it's interesting with Hunter Riffro because, you know, they changed his routes. I mean, he didn't run routes like he did last year. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't know how they feel about him. I mean, I mean, you come in and you start changing guys' routes. Uh, I don't like that. I don't like how they did that. I mean, you kind of neutered him a little bit and didn't let him just do his little funky stuff that he likes to do. But he scored nine touchdowns the year before and had 100 catches doing that funky stuff. So maybe that funky stuff might work, you know, like maybe it's just <laughs> something to it, you know, and you want to try to make him a slot receiver and, you know, you want to make him do these. You know, these super, super, you know, be Julian Edelman more than anything else. And he's not Julian Edelman, he's Hunter Renfro. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they feel about him, too. Maybe they feel like that wasn't a fit uh, to how they want to work things. But I still think Hunter Renfro is a great slot receiver. Uh, we already saw that. We know that. We've seen his potential. They just got to figure out a way to use him. And I mean, that's on McDaniels. And that's probably why he brought in Scott Turner, because I think he had, a, he had issues using all these weapons and finding ways to get them to football. Yeah, Hunter, especially, like he famously last, like two seasons ago, was talking about how. John Gruden wanted him to play a very, very specific way. And finally he just said, fuck it. I'm going to do it my way. And that's when he took off. He's just like, I got, I got, I need to be, I need to be myself. And that's when he, that's when he took off so much. So I wonder if it's like, you know, I wonder, cause that's what we've been saying for a long time is like so many of these Raider coaches and offensive coordinators are, are coaching the team they want, not the team they have. And then when you've got weapons fucking galore, like the Raiders do, sometimes it's working. Sometimes it's not. It's like, I don't know. Is that, is there a lack of flexibility in McDaniel's? Is it just was it all quarterback play? Like what do you what do you think it is? McDaniel's is a stubborn, stubborn guy. He's the same personality. He's just not yelling at the players in the sideline. We're not see, we're not getting those 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 epic bits like he was yeah. getting in Denver where he's yelling and cussing at people. We're not yeah. getting that. But he has this, the personality mentality and the, the and, and the mentality is the same, right? I mean, just just even the way they did Derek Carr was just some patriot shit. Most I'm reading this book called Better to Be Feared, and Bill Belichick went to the same exact shit. Oh, you're about to make forty million. I'm going to fucking bench you, and then <laughs> so make sure you don't get fucking hurt. Hey, yo, Richard right? Seymour. Richard Seymour, they got the hair and they flipped up to us, but he was all used up. Right? So so they, they do that. That's the shit that they do, right? They're the, the same vicious guys. It's the same, it's a business type of shit. And I, I think that when you bring guys in and you have a system that he loves, he's he's not gonna change the system for anybody because that's what we saw with Derek Carr, man. John Gruden put his system around him. He like Derek Carr didn't throw intermediate passes, really. It was all short, deep, short, deep, short, deep, run the ball, you know? And then, you know, Josh McDaniels comes in. He's doing digs, 
on 15 yard digs where you got to stand in the pocket. We don't have good guards. Derek Carr is not feeling comfortable back there. So it's, it's that that kind of showed me that there's a system that he wants to run, and he's looking for a guy to run his system. He's not going to run a skill set around him and build around the guy's skill set. Just like this year, he had Devontae Adams in the Randy Moss role. I'm like, man, and Devontae Adams is so good that he did it really, really well. Right, he's just such a elite player. Right, right, and and it kind of shows how just how fucking good he is, man. Just, just just him to be in the wrong role and still get fifteen hundred yards. It's just ridiculous. Let let me break a Raider record. Let me break. (laughs) Tim Brown, Jerry Rice, let's fuck around and break a Raider. Let me have my quarterback benched and still break a record. (laughs) Four, he runs like a four seven, and I don't know how many deep passes he had this year. He, he was a deep threat. He was Tyree Kill this year, and he runs a four seven. So I, you kind of, but to get him more comfortable, you got to get some more short passes to him. Get him the ball, you know, feed him because if you can't hit deep passes, it's like a three point shot. If your quarterback's not hitting deep passes one game, you got to get him the ball. What are you gonna do? Just stop throwing the damn ball? And that's what I felt like was happening. Was Derek Carr couldn't hit a deep pass that game, and they didn't try to figure out to get him like screens or just let's get him a, a quick option route where he can get his ball in the ha- in his hands and he can make some plays and not just depend on just like fade routes and shit like that. So hopefully they, they fix that and uh, get that fixed up. Well, speaking of the line, um, it was terrible on paper, paper to start. Never got good, but certainly improved in a lot of ways, specifically in the yeah. run blocking. Um, where are you on the line? Is it like basically overhaul except left tackle center? Is it just, you know, are we committing massive resources to it? So like, hey, let's just kind of pick up who we can, focus more on defense. And as a unit, we think we can make it work. Like kind of where are you in general on the O-line? I I think with the offensive line, I think they have a chance to be really good next year. I really do. I I think, I think if they- So so this season next year? Yeah, yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah, this year. They get rid of Alex Bars. Alex Bars is terrible. I just hope he never plays on this team again. Uh, And they get Dylan Parham back to the right side where he was really good. I still don't understand that shit. I never will, never understand it, why he was playing on the left side, struggling. We we all saw him be a stud on the right side. I was like, man, that guy's a stud. You don't think they'll move him to center? I, I, that's going to be interesting too. He didn't, he didn't play bad at center, but I thought Derek Carr played better when he was playing center. So I thought there was a little, little bit more command for the offense than that. And I think Andre James is just not a center. Andre James is our damn left tackle, right tackle, wherever the hell he is. And Tom Cable thought he could put him in a pot. And Tom Cable out of center. Was a lot of fucking things, man. He redrafted Neverwood because of his ass. I'm still bitter. I saw that shit on Twitter about freaking Darasaw being the highest rated tackle. I'm like, God damn. Yep. God, that, was I was, easy, I, God. I, that was easy. Easy to take care of. Everybody, everybody, Marcus, everybody in the free world knew that Darasaw was a better prospect than Leatherwood. Everybody except us. <laughs> except, yeah. The arms weren't long enough, bro. That's all it was. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to cry, bro. So, <laughs> how different would our team look with. Miller on one side and Darrell on the other. I don't want to talk about it, bro. Dude, on a rookie contract. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that shit. Even that's what I'm saying. And with Dylan Parham, because I still think I, for some reason, I don't know why they play on the left side. It still pisses, pisses me off because I he was just so good on the right side. And, you know, center, he was okay. But when he played right guard, man, he was lights out. Literally lights out. I mean, like, a, a, lot, a, a lot of these tackles in the draft project that guard. And there was a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think we could maybe get a guy, you know, Braden Daniels from Utah. He's, you know, good tackle. I think maybe he might be a better guard. He might be a better fit. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think it's it's that the 
the draft class is sneaky deep because a lot of the guards are guards and a lot of the tackles project at guard. Yeah, I think there's a lot of good right tackles too, in my opinion. That's what I really like about this draft. I think they can find a right tackle that can that can uh, you know really come in and start day one. I think uh, one I really like is Darnell Wright. I think I did, you talked about mm, him in the mock huge, draft. Right? Uh, that dude is really really good, and he would be a steal in the second round. I think I think that's uh, somebody that you know he had a great game against Will Anderson, which you know that's kind of just put kind of put him on the map a little bit is that he was able to shut down Will Anderson, who's going to go top five. So, and, you know, he shut down everybody that was out there. A lot of the Pittsburgh guys, he's great. He's great against the run. He had a great senior bowl. So, I mean, I think he might sneak into the first round, but, you know, BD was talking about on the show how his hands are a little small. So that might affect him. But, you know, McDaniels and Ziegler with linemen, they don't care about that stuff. So they don't care about that shit at all. They're just, they're just, can you play? Are you consistent? It, yeah, especially yeah, with line because Isaiah Wayne, he has short arms. They still play him at right tackle, all that shit. So, um, I really like him. Wanya Morris from Oklahoma is a great yeah. right tackle too. Yeah. Uh, that's a really a guy I really like. So there, there's some uh, uh, right tackles in this draft that just play right tackle. And even Peter Scaranzi, who, you know, I know a lot of people get upset because he's, he's supposed to be a guard and they take him at seven. He plays some right tackle too at yeah. Northwestern. So he's a little versatility guy. Um, but, you know, if they get Paris Johnson, this could be tough because Paris Johnson's never played right tackle. Right tackle, yeah. Um, and it's that big fucker up at uh, Ohio State. That, that, I don't that Trent Brown with the work ethic. Seven foot, freaking four hundred <laughs> pound dude. That guy is so big. I'm like, I was watching tape, and I'm like, it looks like the big kid in junior high playing with his classmates, but it's like That's how he he's that big. freaking big. It's, That's how it's he nuts. When he, when he did the number 17 in Michigan, I don't know. I hope that guy's mom wasn't at the game. That's what I really, really <laughs> Ah, dude. It was his parents, he man. Just he was, <laughs> just, every like, play. Every play. <laughs> grabbing him right here by the tits and just just every play. Taking the lunch oh. money out as he moves on to the next level. <laughs> he passed it for, for change. And it, any change I find on you is mine. <laughs> every play. He took his lunch money. He took his dinner money. He took everything. Took his girl. Oh, for real, man. When, um, so will, will you be in Canton, Ohio when uh, Derek Carr's a first ballot Hall of Famer with the Jets? <laughs> no, I will be not. There? No, I will yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, that's funny. That's, that's going to be interesting. Uh, I think he should just go to the Panthers and be, be smart. Go play with Frank really? Reich. I'd say that too. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Reich. Frank Reich. Uh, this is the way he coaches. He's not gonna. He's not the type of guy to tell you when you're like messing up and like tell you that you're, uh, you know, like how you treat Carson Wentz. Like he's not gonna tell you that you missed the receiver. He's like you trust the quarterback. This is a good relationship for Derek Carr. It was somebody that won't like be all up in his ear and stuff like that. Even though he handled the Gruden, I still think that relationship with Frank Reich and that trust will work out with him if he's smart. and being the best quarterback in a conference yeah. <laughs> imagine imagine that like, the Panthers for the Raiders next year oh shit the top of my head I don't remember I don't we know we did that's a whole, that's whole video on it he's trying to play the Raiders yeah that's what he's trying to awesome. do he wants to play the Raiders the Jets do I know that he wants to play the Raiders that's why he might go to the Saints too because I know this I know the Saints they might I don't know but any, yeah any team that plays the Raiders I think he that's what he wants to do because he's He's mad about that. He's mad how, at those guys. How much? How big? How big of a factor is it in attracting a quarterback? Obviously, I don't know if you draft one, but the fact that the division's so tough. Like you got to go against Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, now Sean Payton, six times a year. Is I, I always thought that was that way with Brady because he's such a front runner. But is that? Do you think it's that? Do you think that's a factor in attracting a free agent quarterback? 
Yeah, I think it would be a factor. I mean, those guys have to decide whether they want to come here and have a chance to win. You know, they, I mean, especially the older veterans, Veter- older veteran quarterbacks, they want to find a place that they can win at, uh, not just kind of be a bridge. That's why if you if they decide to go the draft route or go the young route, I mean, Jacoby Brissett is the type of guy who doesn't care where he goes, right? But Jimmy G is going to care. I, I mentioned him too. Plus, yeah. Brissett has a fine ass wife. Did you see his chick? <laughs> I've never seen. No disrespect, Jacoby Brissett. No disrespect, man. Opposite. Yeah, you did very well disrespect. for yourself. Jeez. Dude, when we went from like when, we, when our possibilities Stidham, Stidham were like chick. Stidham's wife. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever supermodel Tom Brady would have been banging at the time. Mm-hmm. Brissett. I was like, whoo. I, I see Brissett. About to we're trying to upgrade that. from yeah. Car in that in that in that way. We were, yeah. Things were looking up. Things were definitely looking up. Yeah, Car- Car's wife had the 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 at least she was, million she was dollars pretty, shoes she was off. Cute. I saw her at the, the game. Yeah, she's like she's like she's like the cute girl you meet at like Christian camp. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just kind of like innocent looking and happy. <laughs> like damn, Car, you ain't giving all your money to Haiti. That's what I, when I saw those shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> if you want, if you want one of the wives to bake your cookies, that's Car's wife. Yeah, crank out four kids, three boys, right? God, uh, yeah, man, yeah. Well, the thing is, too, is I, I, I like Carolina for Carr because uh, I think for, well, Frank Reich wanted him. He wanted him in Indy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think part of that is he wants he wants to go somewhere where he really feels like I'm not just wanted because I'm a free agent right now. Like I was wanted before I became a free agent. You know, he wants to feel that kind of like security. Like he had with Gruden, like, all right, I'm Gruden's guy. Gruden's going to go to bat for me. And as long as he's here, I'm going to be here type of thing. I think maybe yeah. he wants that, that extra, you know, a little extra that he's going to get with Frank Reich, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's going to get that little extra um, love. And he's going to want to go somewhere where there's a good quarterback coach. That's so why I said going to the Jets. I mean, the Jets probably did try to sell him a dream. But, I mean, that's still a defensive situation. And, uh, you know, Nathaniel Hackett and Todd Downing, I don't know if he's really going to be excited about that. In my opinion, I think that they're going to have to give him some money. I think he'd be more excited about going somewhere where he's more comfortable, like a West Coast offense set with a good play caller, you know? What do you think about money? You just mentioned money. The reports that they're not too keen on giving him 40 mil, like that's going to take a little bit less in both Saints and in New York. You know, I thought I thought it was kind of crazy the Raiders would give him forty mil in the first place. So I mean, I, I don't think he was even. I thought he'd be in like the Ryan Tannehill range um, for quarterback pay. Um, but you know, the way the contract set up, I mean, I guess they really didn't think they should give him forty mil either. So um, yeah, I, I I would expect him to to even even sniff around there again. I'm probably he's probably gonna be like thirty five, maybe because um, I mean he. he I mean, let's keep it real. I mean, he didn't have the greatest reputation before Gruden got there, right? Gruden kind of built up that reputation for him to even get back to the point where he even had going into 2022, and then it kind of just went all the way, you know, down. So mm-hmm. he, he, he should have a, a kind of an idea of his value. I mean, his value is hurt no matter how he slices it. He can't, like, oh, it was all Josh McDaniels. I mean, you can't say that. So um, <clears throat> no matter how you slice it, his value was cut a little bit. So he's got to take some less money. One thing that I was really, like, confused about, like, everyone wants to talk about how everything went down towards the end of the season and how, you know, I mean, I just, I can't stand David Carr. I think he's annoying as hell. Anyway, that's a different, that's a different issue. You hate him because he has perfect hair. Salon quality hair. Bro, listen, I'm bald, I'm shaved bald and I'm beautiful. Uh, I'm projecting on you. I'm jealous of him. Are you jealous of his hair? Oh, dude, how can you not be? That mop. In the NFL, how is something supposed to end? 
either you retire or they tell you they're moving on. Like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't get how that came as such a surprise to him, how it happened. Yeah, yeah, I, I probably just not letting him finish the season. I, I bet that probably kind of caught him off guard. I, you, you would think that just from even just getting a trade, I, I, that's what I kind of felt about it. I, I felt they kind of, you know, should have, you know, buttered him up a little bit. I mean, when you're selling something, when I'm selling a car, I don't talk about all the, the shit that's wrong with it. I feel like that's kind of what they did. They're like, oh, he's he's not tough in the pocket. And he sucks in the cold. Do you want him? Like, I just like. <laughs> <laughs> It's got 180,000 miles on it, then the radiator leaks. We'll take two first for him. Thank you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should have buttered him up, had him finish season. He's a great guy. Look at him, how he worked all the way to, you know, through the bad games. He was first one in the leader, first one in, first one out. And you end up getting like a second or third, you know, second round pick or something like that. So I think that was a lot for him, kind of just to kind of the shock of how they did it. But like I said, they're from the Patriots. It's the Patriots way is in Las Vegas. That's, that's where they, they came and they, they brought that and they don't care. It's heartless, heartless dog. Yeah. They no ain't no yeah. love. You, they they don't want to pay you 40 million. So they ain't taking the chance. I, I love heartless, <laughs> but it's like, it's, but to your point, it's like, all right, well, like let's be strategic though, too. Like we're kicking this guy to the curb, but we don't want to make it look like we're kicking him to the curb. They're just like, no, we can't look like we're going to look what we do. Well, what about what about the narrative of like, yeah, yeah I don't want to pay him if he gets hurt. I don't want to give him forty million if he gets hurt in these last two games. Yeah, see, see, I mean, that, that is a uh, something you have to worry about, and that's why they did it, right? And they didn't want to get him hurt, and that's kind of the move. But if you want to get some trade value, you got for tat, you got to give something to get something. I get it. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's it, a balancing it, act. Because right? even let, let's let's say they did it though, right? They did bench him, and they could have what they could have did, right? Instead of sending him away, because I'm sure there's, I mean, that's something that they do with the Patriots stuff too. I mean, they sent Cam Naden away because they didn't want yeah. to have a guy behind him, right? And they, they wanted Jared Stidham to have the team or whatever, be the leader or whatever. But if, let's just say they just keep Derek Carr there. They don't let him go. I mean, it might have been a problem, but I, you know, I doubt Derek Carr would have been pouting and made, he's, the TV's on it. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to be trying to be oh, pouting. The camera's on. He's going to be <laughs> Mr. Freaking Perfect, bro. Right? right? <laughs> and, and, and clapping and doing all that shit. So, it, that could have been a sell too because he got benched and then he's still a great teammate. And that's a sell and you get that second round pick. Look at him. Yeah, yeah that was my thing too. Is like, why is he not there? Like, put him in a put him in coach's gear, like and and have him, you know, hey, have him be like that de facto quarterback coach. As soon as he comes off the field every time, he has his tablet there. Look, this, 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 what'd you see? And and just talk it out. I mean, I don't know. I, I think that was a bad move. I don't know. Again, we don't know. We weren't in the room. We don't know whose yeah. idea it was. But I don't know. I think that's a missed opportunity because it's also a bad look because Matt Schaub was there for him yeah. when the roles were reversed. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, that was kind of a weird thing to me. I, again, we're never going to know unless someone writes a book in 10 years or whatever. But, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I thought that was kind of weird too. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think Derek Carr would be a visor guy as a coach. Seems like a visor guy. I see him as a Romo fucking hat backwards guy, dude. I think I see him <laughs> as one of those. Really? I feel like he's too clean cut for that. Backwards is too, too out of order, too messy. I, I agree. I, I think the visor. I think he's a yeah. visor guy. He's a visor coach. Uh, any more Soto? We've got the the brilliant Marcus Johnson here. Got him forty minutes already. Right? No, man. I think I, we talked about it? a lot of good stuff, man. I, I think the most impressive thing Marcus Johnson did was calm us down. Like he came into this interview like like after Dad hits Mom at the dinner table. And we're all just kind of like awkwardly like he came in there, calmed us down, got it, but got us back on track. Never mind just the tape watching, just being able to calm us the fuck out. Hey, hey, well I, I'm here to help, man. I'm here well to done. help. That's what we do. Yeah. 
Hey, uh, so how much do we owe you for this session? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, time's about up. We'll see you in. Uh, I'll, I'll send you a copy of my insurance card. Maybe you can yeah, right, right. Don't forget to buy, get a copy of my book. We'll uh, have the secretary bill you. No problem. Yeah, man. The Raiders Red fans need some therapy sessions sometimes. Like, I get okay, it. That's, that's what my brother calls our instant reactions. He's been calling our instant reactions all year therapy sessions. We have a group therapy. Yeah. Where we that's why we try to keep this show as fun as possible because Lord knows there's enough to get pissed off about. It's like, all right, let's just try to have fun. Like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna be at each other's throats. Eventually, but uh, yeah, exactly. Trying to force the fun in as long as we can. Tell hundred percent. That's what I try to do too. Right? I get it. His name is Marcus Johnson. Absolute must follow on Twitter at the Mark with a C. John Strong H NFL. The Mark John NFL. One half of the Tape Don't Lie podcast. Uh, Silver and Black Pride NFL contributor. All over the place. Always a pleasure, Marcus. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys every time. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. Thank you again, Marcus Johnson. Big ups as always. Uh, nice to get a nice little breath of fresh air. And it's, I, I wasn't just blowing smoke up his ass. When it comes to like tape, there's a lot of good tape guys out there that I appreciate. But Marcus and BD, that's that. That's the most like, all right, I just, just knowledge me for a while. Like just yeah. hit me with the X's and O's. Those are my go-to guys. They should be yours. Yeah, they're really good, dude. They're really good. And they break down every single part of that play too. So it's. Give them a look if you haven't already. I'm pretty sure all you guys have. They got they got a lot of, lot of subscribers in there. The link will be down in the description tape. as yeah. well. For those guys, if make sure you, you check them out. If you want to watch tape and just figure out and just increase your knowledge about football, yeah. Marcus great, does great offense football. and BD does defense, and it's awesome. It's a good little like yeah dichotomy there. Dichotomy is that the word? Uh, ready to do some what up windbags? Yes, sir. Okay, Robert Devia, Mac Jones. I'm down. So that was the number one quarterback when we did our top 10 most likely quarterbacks to potentially be on the Raiders. Mac Jones was the one in the comment section the most that they think we should be on the list. Now that now that Mac Jones is on your brain, would you put him on the list? Would you put him in the top 10? No. No? Maybe because I don't want him. <laughs> it's poisoned your brain. Like, you're, you're, like, you're down? Like you're down on his play? Like are you down on him as a player i don't well, know so it's been so i i, I just picked robert just randomly but there was a good seven or eight people in the comment lot, section yeah. that brought up mac mac jones as as a guy that we could get that wasn't on the list yeah you know again one of those things where i i, I want a quarterback that has something that's elite about them and i don't think matt jones screams that i don't think we get anything out of mac jones we don't get out of jared stidham is how i feel about it i agree right I like, agree. I mean, whatever you know other than um like injury history, I think Stedham is a more proven product. Knows the you know hotter wife, like we mentioned, the most you know very important things in the quarterback. What's up with what's Mac Jones working with? That's a great. I don't. Yeah, I shouldn't be just like saying that willy nilly. Yeah, you know? bro, he was from Alabama. There's some freaking baddies down there. Jones' wife. Let's see here. What do we got going? Is he married? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> we might have a quarterback battle. And not she's battle like for starting, she's but a cute little, she's a cute little number, huh? Oh, that's a little thinner than I usually like him, but I mean, she's got a cute little face on her, dude. She's a little, a little hottie. Good for him. I still think I would take Mrs. Stidham, but neither yeah, one Mrs. of these getting out of bed for Mrs. Stidham. Yeah, she's good. I mean, I'll I'll take freaking Brissette's chick too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Let's go back to that. But that's the tiebreaker for you, uh, Stephen Richardson. Why are we not trying to sign Rex Ryan as defensive coordinator? Because McDaniels is scared to actually bring some coaches with head coach experience. That makes too much sense. He'd rather keep the nepotism going. Well, you 
you call it nepotism, and I, and I guess, I guess there's some truth there. But you hire who you know. You want to yeah. hire somebody that you know you can work with, that knows how you work, knows your system. Like, I remember when, uh, remember when, like, there was talk when when John Gruden came that Rich Gannon might join the team in some sort of coaching capacity, quarterback mm-hmm. coach, special system like that, right? And the I've. I'm almost positive the reason he didn't is because he knows John Gruden's work schedule. It's like, all right, you're going to be there at six in the morning. You're going to leave 10 o'clock at night. And this is what we're expecting. And if John Gruden didn't know that, or if uh, Rich Gannon didn't know that about John Gruden, that becomes a pretty big surprise. You don't oh, want that sure. imploding midseason. Like you want to know what, what our work schedule is like, how we do things and, and that you're comfortable with it, right? Like you got to know all that stuff. So, I mean, nepotism, um, there's abs- There's clearly parts of that where you're just hiring your buddies, but it's also, there's a lot of practical application to just hiring people who know how you work and you're comfortable with. Yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it nepotism. I just, like you said, it's a, it's a, it's a comfort level. It's a familiar, familiarity. You know what to expect. And, you know, again, you're used to it. You're, yeah. As far as not wanting to hire somebody, that has head coaching experience. I don't think that's that. I don't know that Rex Ryan really wanted to go and leave TV. I've heard him a lot in interviews and stuff, and he's like, man, I have a cush job right now. I just I just talk football. I don't have to worry about winning and losing. I win every week. So, um, yeah, man, that's, I don't know about, about all that. I think that's – Why would you want this defense too? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you, you'd have to be pretty – like you'd have, it'd have to be a well, big Denver promotion. makes a lot of sense because they're already a good defense. Yeah. Oh, dude, Yeah. Yeah, like the leftover of Vic Fangio there. Like, yeah, you want to look good, right? Chris Alvarez. Why would Jimmy G come to the Raiders and being a stop crap for a rookie? He's better off going to the NFC and being the man. He can be a starter for a decent team in a shitty division. And this is, this is a really good point. This is not something like we really discussed when we were going our, you know, most likely quarterbacks to come to the Raiders. That is a really good point that you're coming into a division with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Sean Payton, the Super Bowl champion Chiefs, Andy Reid, like you, you we, all we got to do is hope that that detractor is outweighed by Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. Right? Like, yeah, you're yes, yeah, you're going into a very tough division with the Super Bowl champs, but look at these weapons. Come on, you know you want to come here. Come on, come on. Yeah, it's. Again, is it a, is it a factor? Yeah. It, is it going to be like the determining factor? If all things are equal, of course. Am I going to give away five million dollars because I don't want to play against good good players? Like, no, it's not going to be that. I think it's just it's something to think about. But it's a it's a seasoning. It's not the it's not the main the main dish. In the bowl of gumbo, it's a little bit of paprika. It's not the not the sausage. I learned today that paprika is just uh, red pepper flakes crushed up. Crushed up, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought there was like a paprika bush, and it blossomed out paprika fruits, and you ate paprika. It's paprika. Paprika. All right, that's it for us. Uh, Very awesome show, mostly because of Marcus Johnson, but that was to be expected. Um, We'll definitely keep an eye. We didn't really... We'll do an emergency video when whatever happens with Josh Jacobs happens because the fact, so the trade deadline, or not the trade deadline, the um, uh, tag, 
that yeah, the franchise tag deadline started Tuesday. We're recording this on on Wednesday, so on the twenty first. The Raiders not tagging Jacobs is news. Like the non action is action, right? Because you they've known forever that that's a possibility, and they haven't done it yet. They may still do it, but the fact that they haven't done it tells me something, right? There, there, that means there there is something to that. So that's what I'm watching the most. I'm not following. Mock drafts as closely, not following free agency as closely. I'm watching the franchise tag window close and timer on my watch. Like, all right, when and if do the Raiders make their move? We'll see. Till next time. Nugget, what if you're with me?